So after watching his nail-biter super fight win uh, last weekend at the fourth edition of AGC, it was a real honor to sit down and chat with Declan Bambi Moody. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I think we spoke about this uh, way back in like November last year and our travel schedules have kind of just like missed the line. We've been like ships passing in the night, so to speak, and uh, it's never kind of really come to fruition. So it was nice to finally make this happen. A man of very few words. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Michael Bond for uh, the inspiration behind the the title of this podcast. And I want to give you guys an explanation. So um, Fear the Deer, of course, is in reference to uh, Declan's fight, nicknamed Bambi, uh, which of course was given by Kate Wilson from the Adelaide Jiu-Jitsu Academy, given Declan's, you know, quiet and kind of uh, unsuspecting nature. But of course, you know, fear the deer. It doesn't take an expert to realize that he's quite the assassin on the mat. As I said, a man of very few words, but someone who uh, I think very highly of. And I think watching his journey, he's someone who clearly loves his craft and is willing to dedicate his all to it. And I have no doubt that uh, if he sticks with it, uh, he will be a big name in the very near future and he will continue to really um, put himself on the map and put the Adelaide fight scene on the map. So without further ado, episode 76 of the Live Free Experience podcast, joined by Declan Moody. Let's get this show on the road. All right, Declan Moody, congratulations on your big win on the weekend. Uh, Thank you very much. How do you feel? Yeah, great. Yeah. Great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It was a uh, it was a pretty uh, touch and go a couple of times there during the match. What was kind of going through your head at the time? Um, I just didn't want to didn't want to lose. You know, I think it was the will to win that got me through. A uh, few a uh, few tight spots, but got there in the end. Yeah. So um, we were saying before, just before we hit record, um, I thought you'd gone up a up a division. But uh, I was misunderstood. Just a little bit heavier, you reckon? Yeah, uh, I'd like to say it's muscle mass, but it might be a, <laughs> it might be a mix. <laughs> just uh, just use the excuse that you've been working a little bit harder in the gym. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All muscle. Cool. So before uh, before you got here today, I jumped on your Facebook and had a bit of a scroll through, and like we've had the conversation. You've been kicking ass of late. Um, I'm going to completely butcher it if I try and tell the, the listeners some of your achievements of late. I know, obviously, you got your black belt. Yeah. Uh, how long ago was that? That was... Uh, just a month. A month? Yeah. Yeah, so fairly recent. Can I get you, so that I don't fuck it up, can I get you to run us through some of your recent achievements? I know you got, what, four golds at the... At New the S- New South Wales State Championships? Yeah. yeah. So I won my division, uh, both in the gi and no gi, and also the absolute division, gi and no gi. Yeah. Uh, actually closed out with my coach. So uh, we both made it to the finals, and he uh, gave me the gold medal, which was pretty special. Wow. Uh, because he's been there since I started, you know, and for us to close out the black belt division yeah. was something special. Yeah. Um, and then the super fight on the weekend, the AGC Invitational yeah. uh, against Lockie Warren. Uh, so those are my first two black belt tournaments. But other than that, my uh, brown belt career was pretty good. I won the nationals eight times as a brown belt. So, so yeah, eight, you're not eight shit. divisions. You're not shit, in other words. And I uh, <laughs> won all four divisions at the Pan Packs last year at Brown Belt as well. Yeah. So. And you've been travelling a bit, haven't you? Yes. Uh, this year already I've been to Japan twice, um, Portugal, Abu Dhabi, and 
California, so busy year, Dang. traveling, competing. Lucky you, hey? I'm a bit jealous. Can I come? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Japan? I love Japan. I've been about eight times now. It's uh, where like our affiliation team is, where uh, my professor professors are and my professors. So it's good. I've got a like home base over there now. Yeah. Try and live over there as much as I can. Yeah. So what do you got lined up for the rest of the year then without giving anything away that you're not meant to give away? Um, in three weeks, I go back to Japan. Uh, no kidding. Do a competition there and then I'll stay for a month and do the Asian Open. Yeah. And then after that, I will come back and have a super fight in Sydney. That's yet to be announced, but uh, look forward to that. And then we'll see yep. how I feel for the end of the year. Can I ask what show it is? Don't give it away, though, if it's, if it's not. Uh, it's going to be on the subversion card. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Cool. So let's go all the way back to the very beginning. What got you into jiu-jitsu? I think it was more I needed something to do, you know, watching UFC, obviously. Yeah. Need, um, just needed something to do. I was in high school. I just started high school, and I was doing nothing, yep. you know. Just sat at home playing video games all the time. Yeah. Were you born in Australia? No, I was uh, I was born in the UK. So when did you move over? I moved over here when I was eight. Eight, yeah. okay, cool. So you would have been in Australia when you started Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, yeah. yes. And I you've s- been at Adelaide Jiu-Jitsu Academy the whole time? So it started uh, at Brazilian Top Team, run by yep. a guy, Gustavo Bomba, a black belt from Brazil. Yep. And there is where I met Kane, who now runs uh, Adelaide Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Uh, Bomba moved up to Queensland and is teaching up there now. And in between, we uh, had a small time at Aruda a few years. Yep. And then when Kane opened up his gym, it was just a natural progression for me to follow. Yep. And uh, yeah, now I've ended up teaching with Kane at his gym. So Cool. So how, how old were you when you started? 13 or 14. So can I ask how old you are? Now? Yeah, I'm 22 now, so nine years. Yeah. Yeah, 13. Cool. That's a pretty quick turnover from, from white through to all the way through to black. I, it depends. I I train twice a day, every day. So yeah, it's, that makes sense. I, I just, the hours on the mat is probably the same as someone who did it in yeah, yeah. 14 years, yeah. you know? Yeah. Shit, that's a lot of dedication. How many days a week are you training roughly? Uh, six days and then rest Sunday. Yeah. Dang. So, okay. What's your, um? and this this is my ignorance coming through, what the heck, like when it comes to training, What's your split in terms of like gi and no gi? Are you training a bit of both or you work mostly in gi or? It depends what I have coming up. Yeah. If I'm just have nothing on the horizon, it's almost split 50-50, maybe 60-40 gi based. Uh, Heavier gi in Japan. They do a lot more gi over there. Yeah, yeah. But like in the lead up to this uh, super fight, which was no gi, I did completely no gi. Yeah. And then... Now I'm getting ready for gi tournaments again, so I've just put the gi back on and it yeah. feels feels weird, but... Do you have a preference? I Every time I switch, I hate going back to the other one, yeah. you know? Uh, at the end of doing a no-gi camp, I feel really good no-gi, and then I don't want to go back in the gi, yeah. and then vice versa. Yeah. So it just depends what I've got coming up. Yeah, low-key, I hate the gi. <laughs> yeah. Hate it. <laughs> but that's probably because I've spent most of my time training no-gi, so... You know, you get to a point where you kind of, I guess, that's what comes, not naturally, but that's where you feel most yeah. comfortable. So going back to the other one's a bit of a, a wake-up call. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every time I switch, I'm like, oh, I suck at this. I should just yeah, I yeah. should just choose one. Yeah. So we were talking about Obi um, before we hit record, and I, I remember with him, so I've been training no-gi, like, constantly. Had it 
put a gi on in months upon months upon months and then Obi, um, yeah, said to me, I'll oh, come down. Because for his event, the 24-hour, yeah. you know, roll around the clock, I, I was actually in Sydney, I think. And so he said, oh, you've got to get a roll in with me. So I was like, fine, I'll put on the gi just for you. And like, <laughs> fucking hell, you know, like people are grabbing your lapel and stuff. I'm like, my whole game is out the window now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a big transition between the two. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Cool. So in terms of like outside of training and that, because I mean, obviously you're training heavily in jiu-jitsu itself. Do you, uh, do you kind of get around any strength and conditioning or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, uh, I train five days a week in the gym. Uh, I base my uh, training on a powerlifting routine. So working off the deadlift, the squat and the bench, yep. and then just uh, accessory lifts outside of that. Yep. So um, for me, especially trying to move up this weight class, it's, it's hard for me to put on weight just yeah. being a naturally skinny guy. Yeah. So doing the powerlifting is the best way for me to uh, retain the mass that I'm yeah. trying to put on. And um, I feel uh, especially deadlift and the squat help immensely in my training. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, using all those core cool muscle groups. Yeah, for sure. So how do you work it? Like what's a day look like for you? If you're training twice a day jiu-jitsu plus five times a week, like your powerlifting stuff, yeah. how the fuck do you fit it all in? So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I train morning and then night, so I'll train jiu-jitsu in the morning, and then I'll go home, rest a little bit, have something to eat, go lift, and then I'll go teach at the gym, maybe some privates, the kids, and, uh, and then do the class, and then train myself, and then uh, Tuesday, Thursdays, we do the lunch class, so I lift in the morning, maybe some privates, yeah. teach, uh, teach or train the lunch class, and then train at night. Far out. So how do you how do you fit recovery into that? Uh, Sunday, just yeah. complete uh, vegetable yeah. out. Just yeah. relax. You must love it to dedicate such a. I mean that that's huge. Ah uh, yeah. It's, plus to be teaching as well. It's it's your full time job now. Yeah, yeah. this is it's all I do. So. So how far you want to go with it? If I could be the greatest who ever did it, that would be ideal. But I'd be very disappointed if I did all this and never won a world championship yeah that, that's the very minimum i expect yeah do you have a timeline with the uh if, if you're aiming for a world champion if yeah. i could do it in the next three years that'd be great Perfect. but i've uh, i've got a long time to keep competing so. yeah yeah well you're, you're still fairly young yeah so yeah Dang, that's exciting. Tony Caruso. So were you there in the room when he brought you up on uh I, I wasn't. Oh. I, I was downstairs and uh, I haven't actually seen it yet, but I, I know Tony spoke about me, and uh, which is good because I got a lot of respect for Tony. I've known Tony a long time. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's one of the best athletes Adelaide's ever produced. Yeah. Have you been filled in on what he had to say? I haven't yet. No? no? Oh, fucker. That was going to be my next question, but I kind of don't want to give it away. Do you want me to give it away? Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically he um he hopes to see, you know, obviously he's making his one FC debut yeah. um, soon. So, yeah, he was basically saying that he's hoping that, uh you know, he, his vision is that there'll be a whole bunch of Adelaide or, you know, South Australian athletes up in the top top cards of, you know, the top promotions essentially. And so, yeah, he dropped your name. Um, who else did he mention? I can't think. But, yeah, he, he said he'd love to see you up there, you know, competing amongst the best of the best. So knowing that, how's that feel? Yeah, that's that's special. Coming from Tony, you know, he's such a respected guy in the in the scene, especially Adelaide. You yeah. Know, for him to have such high regards for me is special for me. And, yeah, i got a lot of respect for that guy and everything he's done for the 
uh, jiu-jitsu, boxing, and everything in the state. Yeah. Just a, an all-around nice guy and a, a good character for the, for the yeah, state for as sure, well. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. So you mentioned that um, when you first got into jiu-jitsu, you are watching a lot of UFC in that. So you're obviously a UFC fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, uh, is it just jitsu you train? There's no stand-up? I, I just train jiu-jitsu. So yeah. never any stand-up? No. No, no, no potential of that in the horizon. Not that I can think of. I'd never say never because yeah. maybe I'll get the itch. But at the moment, uh, all my goals are jujitsu based. Yeah. So yeah, maybe after I reach those, I can yeah, make some you, new ones. You. But yeah, no, I got you. Do you have a favorite UFC fighter? Khabib. Was that? Um, I don't know. I think just the way he dominates guys, it's it's something special. You know, yeah. you don't see it very often, and to have. 27 and 0 records yeah pretty phenomenal yeah definitely definitely nutrition wise what, what do you do nutrition wise uh, is, is that something you're mindful of or you're sort of in the in the last year and a bit my nutrition's improved a lot before that it was pretty abysmal like kfc yeah. mcdonald's whatever's easiest yeah but now i uh i'm i try it's not a specific diet. I just try to eat clean. Yeah, like yeah. I still eat pastas and yeah, yeah. Um, I think with that training schedule, you probably yeah. <laughs> you have to be pretty high so, carb. But I try, I try and stay like chicken and rice one meal, and then a pasta based meal. Yeah. Uh, every day, and then just something light for breakfast. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> Do you? Because I know you've just said that you've got like you've gone up weights. Yeah. As in not a weight division, but you know personal weight. Do you have to cut weight at all for, for any of your comps? Yeah. So the big competitions I'll generally cut. Um, so I used to go from middle to lightweight. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, I'm walking around middle heavyweight. So in big tournaments, I'll probably still cut to middleweight. For the yep. Asian Open, I'll probably cut to the middleweight. Yep. So here's my ignorance coming through. What's that in kilos? So in jiu-jitsu, middleweight is 79 kilos without the gi or yep. 82.3 in the gi yep. is the limit. Yeah. So... Hang on, that's that's a fair weight difference there between. Oh, you mean as in no gi so, versus gi? Is so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, cool. I thought you meant like you chuck the gi on and it's like. No, no, no. Okay. So cool, the gi cool. allowance is like three kilos and a bit. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Got you can, you can weigh eighty one if you've got a light gi, you know. Yeah. 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 True. Well, I guess yeah. Different gis, different um, different materials, different weights. Yeah. Cool. Um, what about mindset wise? Like, are you is is your mentality around fighting something that you're super aware of? Yeah, it was it was a big problem. Uh, maybe the start of my purple belt career, I, I got a little disheartened. I had some tournaments where I, I didn't perform where I thought I should have. Yep. And um, purple belt that would have been how many years ago? Four, four years. Yep. Yeah. Um, but just getting, just not stopping, getting in the gym every day. Yeah. Progressing, pushing yourself. So you know, on your worst day, if you have the worst mentality going into it, you can still beat the guys on their best day, things yeah. like this. Yep. But through that, and the more I trained, the better my mental state got and yep. going into these competitions. I Definitely something I still need to improve on, especially sometimes at bigger tournaments, I, yeah. I panic still. Yep. But I think uh, now is definitely better than what it was. Yeah. And I'll continue to improve. Yeah. So what got you through those tough times? Was it just... Just keep going, basically. I think just the will to keep going. Yeah. Trying to be the best, you know, that yeah. want to be the best. Yeah. And, like, just I hate losing. It's yeah. Just, there's no worse feeling. So yeah. Just not wanting to feel like the loss again, you know. So yeah. you just train, train harder and harder and harder. Yep. So yeah. hopefully I don't lose again. <laughs> That's it. So i got to say, like, I was, I was looking around AGC on the weekend 
Like, that's a pretty intimidating stage to be on. How do you feel up there? Do you, do you, do you I, notice I don't that? really notice. No? Once you're out there, you know, you're in the match. I, I was guess in, you just do your thing. I right? was in too much trouble to notice on the weekend anyway. <laughs> but normally, no, those – because it's the same. Uh, you do a tournament, there's still um, – thousands of people around you know but they're not all looking at you i guess is the difference but yeah. there's still all the noise yeah um nothing really changes yeah yeah i um yeah i don't know i, I don't know how you do it to be honest i guess it's because jiu-jitsu isn't my thing as such but yeah i was standing there looking around going like fuck this is pretty intimidating yeah how do you go like after the event you know obviously having to get on the mic and whatever else do you get nervous getting or? on the mic is so much worse than doing the match yeah i never know what to say yeah and i'm always so tired and i'm like mm. I, just, I just don't want to say something stupid and i think make that's full of myself yeah it yeah. must be hard after a match like you're puffed out and you know what it's like when you're trying to talk when you're puffed like it makes it 10 times harder um plus yeah obviously you know you're probably like I would assume you're somewhat playing the match over and, you know, in the yeah. heat of the moment and whatever else. So, yeah, I can imagine it would be pretty tough. Yeah, it's super tricky. The adrenaline as well, it's still, still going. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why you get such crazy interviews because people just don't know what they're saying. They yeah, walk yeah, yeah. off and, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, who was I talking to the other day about it? The UFC, when they stopped interviewing the, the loser. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's like, you know, there were times where they'd just been knocked out and they'd come to and, you know, and then they're straight on the mic in front of, you know, like a freaking a, a camera crew and, you know, a stadium full of people. And it's like, you don't know whether they're concussed. You don't yeah. know Well, they would be concussed if they'd be knocked out, but yeah, you know, <laughs> the risk of saying something stupid. So uh, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I do lots of public speaking and that's, that's you know, that in itself is enough to kind of be a little bit on edge. Like don't yeah. say, you know, don't say something stupid or whatever. So to be doing it after, you know, having just, you know, competed, it's full on. How long was the match on um, Saturday? So, Saturday, yeah, it was Saturday, not Friday. I think it, I think it was around five minutes. Five minutes total? Five or six minutes, yeah. How long um, is it? Because uh, the, the, the super fights are... So my, my super fight was 10. 10, okay. okay. Uh, they vary between 10 and 20. Yeah. The yep. last two I've done have been 20 minutes, but this one was 10. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm not sure the reasoning between yeah, the yeah, time yeah. difference, but... Yeah, okay. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder whether it's just, a, you know, keeping the show on time or what it is. Yeah. Do you prefer competing in front of the home crowd or the or like an overseas crowd or interstate crowd or no preference? It's always nice to have people there. Yeah. Uh, it, but it can also bring extra pressure, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone who came, I appreciate it so much, you know? Yeah. Uh, I had friends from school, from, like, just random places, not just jujitsu friends, you know? Yeah. Um, which is always cool, but also competing in Adelaide yeah. uh, is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Whereas interstate is, you know, it's just me and a few guys from the team. There's no pressure. Yeah. Uh, OCs. I think I put a little bit more pressure on myself just yeah. because the bigger events. Yeah. But yeah, definitely if I could choose, I'd just compete interstate. Yeah. But it's important to compete at home, you know? Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's where you've got to build uh, your reputation. It's where you're going to yeah. teach and yeah. you've got to show uh, your students, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what's the plan? Like once you've 
uh, you know, you've got, you've got your world champion belt and whatever else, or, you know, world champion status. Are you then wanting to just continue teaching or you're not really sure yet? You're kind of play it, going to play it by ear or? Uh, I'm sort of just take things as it come yeah. sort of person, you know. Yeah. Um, I have this goal and then once I achieve that, then I can yeah. start thinking of what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, but until then, it'll just be like one track mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. train as hard as I can. Got yeah. Do you prefer teaching gi or no gi? I assume you do both. I yeah, I, I teach both, but it's the same. It depends what I'm training, what yeah. I'm studying, yeah. what I'm watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, no preference. Yeah. Are you, and you're just doing like one-on-one? Um, I uh, teach classes and private lessons. Yeah. Uh, kids and adults. Yeah. So. Do you prefer teaching kids or adults? Depends. Depends. <laughs> it, it depends. <laughs> Uh, super crazy hey so, some days the kids are incredible they mm. some of the things they do are unreal like they're going to be incredible at the sport if they stick with it yeah and uh some days the adults are just difficult yeah. you know yeah uh but and then it flips some days you know school holidays yeah the kids are crazy yeah and then uh adults can just be chilled out it all depends on the the vibe in the room yeah kids amaze me hey with jujitsu like i remember some of the the grappling industries comps and that i've been to and like watching these kids just rip out you know just like these ridiculous submissions and whatever else like there's some savages out there on the mats and they're you know probably a quarter of my age if that you know it's yeah we have some kids that train that do things that i don't even know how to do like yeah they're they're unreal wow so good think what they're gonna be like when they're older hey Incredible. If there's one thing I could change in my world, it would be starting jiu-jitsu a hell of a lot earlier. I'm just trying to think, when did I start? What would it have been? What am I? I'm 26 now, so probably 22, 23, I reckon I started. And, like, that's super late in the scheme of things, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah you I'll... see these kids starting five, six years yeah. old and then... By the time they're 16, they're incredible, you know? It makes you wonder, like, what the level of, um, yeah, what, what the level, like, the top level of jiu-jitsu would be like in the future. Unreal. It's, yeah. Absolutely it's, unreal. it's frightening. Like, we've got, obviously, you know, the Machados and the Gracies and whatever else at the moment, but when you consider that you've got these youngsters coming through from, you know, like, that young, learning from these people, you kind of go, well, shit, what's possible? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um a, a jiu-jitsu athlete that you look up to or an inspiration? It's hard. There's so many. Yeah. I, I think it's important to take uh, bits and pieces from everyone. You know, yeah. um, guys like Ken Cornelius, who's always inventing new techniques, is good to watch. And then you got guys like Nicholas Marigali, who's one of the top-level guys, always submitting people. Yeah. And then guys like... Uh, Tommy Langacker, who's like the most exciting jiu-jitsu guy ever to watch. Yeah. He uh, always gone for the kill. Whether he loses or wins, it's always going to be an exciting match. So I think it's important to take little aspects from everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Um, is there anything you want anything else you want to add before we start to wrap it up? Um, I'd just like to thank everyone who's supported me so far, especially my parents uh, from starting driving me all the way across town to train and then um, – all the financial support they provide, uh, the gym, Adelaide Jiu-Jitsu Academy, uh, for having me teach, uh, all my students and the guys that helped me train, uh, the guys in Japan for having me as a student and helping me to achieve my goals, uh, sponsors, uh, again, Adelaide Jiu-Jitsu Academy, uh, M16, Fight and Fitness down south, 
Natives Gymwear, Delicia Mawson Lakes, and Bull Terrier Fight Gear for all of my geese and apparel. Definitely didn't forget anyone there. No, I think I got everyone. <laughs> I can see your brain ticking over trying to list them. Fucking hell. Beautiful. Thank you, Mega Heaps. Um, it was brilliant to sit down and chat with you. I oh, know. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. So I made the boo-boo of forgetting to give Declan the opportunity to drop his socials. So I'm going to do that job for him and invite you, if you want to follow along with Declan's journey, you can do so at instagram.com forward slash Declan underscore Moody. As always, if you want to check out more of my work, you can do so whether it be the Live Free Movement, the coach, my coaching and consulting programs, the Live Free Academy for our athlete, entertainer and influencer development programs, or the podcast itself the live free experience you can check them all out on instagram or over on facebook all the links are in the podcast description and finally if you want to follow along with my personal journey you can do so on both facebook and instagram by searching brianna bowley that's b-r-i-a-n-a-b-o-w-l-e-y and until next time what else is possible